Phoenix program where you can bring in any minivan you want and we'll paint a Phoenix on the side of it. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Dude, last episode I came home really drunk and I ate Friday's frozen wings. It was the worst. <laughs> Why were those oh, in your house? I don't know, because I was just shitty. I had P.F. Chang's wings. Frozen <laughs> ones. They were Fucking disgusting. hell yeah, they were disgusting. <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> Welcome to Rose Sporta Podcast. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. I'm Tom. I'm Travis. I am Cody. And I'm Mike. And we all eat bad things. Yeah, we're right. all guilty of it. Habitually. Especially when we drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everyone's weeks? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. What well, was good about it? So we got this thing. It has to do with the podcast world. I have another podcast venture. Oh, the sexy uh, the, one. Yeah, but I'm going to... I don't think anyone knows about it, so I'm mm. not going to tell anyone. You guys know. Yeah, teaser. But our our teaser. audience doesn't. But we got a heavy music podcast. Mm, yeah, it's gonna be happening pretty soon. Well, we meeting wait. you, yeah, and, well, and a good me. friend. But yeah, we have we have a friend who you've heard on the podcast if you've heard all the episodes. I won't give it away, but it's a good one. Good, <gasps> good dude. Good but mm-hmm. anyway, we recorded our first episode. Oh hell yeah! We're gonna start releasing them in January. Premium Rush, right. dude. Is it a show about Premium Rush? Pretty much. All right. That's heavy metal, duh. It is. It's about putting the pedal to the metal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What are you, Mike? Having a good week. Yeah? Not much to report. <laughs> Cody, right. what about you, Cody? Uh, a hose exploded in my car. Tom and I fixed that. It was cool. That was neat. I, no, no. Tom fixed it. I watched with my hands in my pocket. Ass pocket. Thank you, Google. Oh, Google. Yeah. Uh, I felt like my head was exploding yesterday, what, why? but now I'm back at drinking, what? so it'll be good. What's wrong with your head, man? I had a little virus. Virus? virus Cyrus sick. the virus. Cyrus. You were being a dick, Cyrus dick. Yeah, and my fucking head exploded. I slept for like 20 hours. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah it was good. Did, did your dick look like a starfish? No, that was Ooh. a different time. That's a good virus to have. You know, have. if you cut that in half, it'll regenerate. Wow. Uh, everyone wants a bigger starfish. Uh, it's all about that. Did it all for the chocolate starfish. What? Oh, <laughs> starfish. What? Starfish. So all I right. could look at horseshoe crabs. Mm. Look at horseshoe crabs. So we have a cool episode, right? Yeah, we do. Mm. What's yeah. that smell? Is that? Is that? Is that fresh corpse? What? What? Uh, I thought it was my bo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> smell. Pretty I bad. did run out of deodorant yesterday. Yeah, I haven't put deodorant on in like three weeks. You boys, uh, you boys, stick or spray? Like doing it. Well, Mike, you haven't or been stick. you haven't been here in three three weeks. So, like, do you I just mean, use Tom's deodorant? That's why I haven't been here. No, he, <laughs> he's been manualing nonstop. I've been homeless yeah. for the past three weeks. I've been traveling the country. All right, cool. Could, could, oh, when well, I said how you doing, you could have fucking talked about that. Yeah, asshole. chirp, well, chirp up, you on the dumb spot, homeless man. bastard. Think. Talk to the mic more. God damn it! It's episode forty for you. Fuck. <laughs> so we have a sexy fresh fresh episode possibly one that is uh still riddled with rigor mortis yeah it's the one that asked the question which if you didn't know this guys when you die you got rigor mortis you're a full mast 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You, you got a hard car boner. I always thought that, because I have this thing where if I die, someone really wants to bang me after a death. That's sick. But if they do, you of just put a dowel. Yeah, the dowel in the sound. Yeah, you sound yeah, me. Yeah, you've you know said what it I mean? a million times. But if I have rigor mortis, I don't need to do it. Well, no, you should do it once the rigor mortis sets oh, okay. in because the rigor mortis goes away after a while. Uh, do you poop you. yourself when you die? Yes. Yep. Oh, sick. So you poop, you got a boner. If, uh. it, if, if there's poop in you, it comes out. You don't, like, magically generate poop upon uh. death. I'll eat before I die. Yeah, Taco Bell. Usually yeah. do. I mean, we don't know which one causes which. It's usually an early bird special. That's the thing that's about to fall out of you. As you... <laughs> that's, that's interesting terminology. I like that. I imagine the death part would be like... And the awkward thing is it doesn't stop. So no. It, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's ongoing at your funeral. It's like... <laughs> Just hours of gas coming out of your old body. Yeah. <laughs> just tired old man asshole. The funeral directors like there's nothing we can do. This is just hilarious. One service we offer at our funeral home is earplugs. <laughs> because the corpse won't shut the fuck up. Alright, so anyway, uh we've been talking about a fresh boy. Yeah. We got the freshest boy. Who is the fresh boy of the evening? The fresh boy of the evening. Evening. Are you ready for it? Oh yeah, I'm ready you, and I'm psyched. You ready for it? Who we got? It's the late George Herbert Walker oh, Bush. Oh, oh Travis, peeking the mic. I can't believe Ooh. this. Mm. Hell yeah, still warm, still kind of lukewarmish. Probably a little cold now. But he's got that rigors. He's tartar. Was he buried in Texas? Still warm. Still warm. Everything's warm in Texas. That's Some right. people might say that, you know, wow, too soon, boys. And I say to them, fuck off. Not too soon. It's our yeah. podcast. We do what we like. Just a little disclaimer. If you're offended by humor that may be too soon, uh, start it off. rant about it on Twitter. Yeah. Get us some attention. Give us a five sake. star. If you're going to shit on us, do it publicly. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't email us. If you're going to have shit with us, pick it up so everyone else can see it. We'll yeah. have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a good time. We'll kick sand in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have probably seen all the news coverage, all these eulogies of George Bush, depicting him as a warm, loving man, level-headed politician. All this stuff, you know. Yeah. All these funny, quirky experiences like he wore crazy socks. (laughs) 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 And 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 that picture of the of the dog, like the service dog in front of the casket. Ooh, so sad. Oh, I'm a dog, don't understand war crimes. (laughs) Yeah. But Wow. Exactly. But the real George H. W. Bush was far from the fun. Heartwarming guy that the yeah. media depicted him as. Yeah, that's what those Texans. I always do. feel like he rented the knee pads at Discovery Zone to hang out with his kids. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> he was like that kind of fun dad. I George, I don't have to touch the floor now. Yeah, George these. W is just eating balls in the ball pit. George H W would run over your four year old daughter and then get out of the car and shake her hand and say, "I'm sorry for your loss." That's oh. the type of dude we're talking. <laughs> sorry about. for your current the- <laughs> impending loss. A lifeless body. Yeah. Rigor mortis doesn't set in for the first forty-five minutes. He's so just it's shaking still the shakeable. Yeah, he's shaking the hand and the elbows like snapping the wrong yeah. way. Ooh. I'm so sorry for your loss. Okay, well, you know his son paints. We got that. Yeah, Doesn't. his son loves pretzels. <laughs> and and flying shoes. Uh, yeah, that's a story for another day. I also find it funny because we're not really talking about. W tonight. Mm, w. Just throwing this out there. Like, Reddit loves that guy. 
and Reddit also hates Republicans. Yeah, at the same know. time, like they forgot, like they shit on him so much. It was when those like photos of him and Michelle came out, and it was like, oh look how cute they are. Yeah, look how oh, cute they are. It's just like this is the guy you shit on for eight years straight, nonstop. I was wondering. Right. He disappeared for three years. Then he showed you some paintings he did, and all of a sudden he's a cute old man. You want to pinch his cheeks? And I do. Give him heat up a bowl of soup for him or something. I want to pat. Like him. He's the same asshole. Yeah. Nothing changed. People wanna, don't change. Right. I want to. I want to tussle his hair and give him a Werther's original. Yeah. <laughs> People don't change, and you're all hypocrites. Every single one of you. Well, us this, included. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a. That's the same kind of thing that's happening with George H. W. Bush. When you look at these old school reporters. That are now like applauding him as like, you know, in the world we live in now where politics is so kind of like um, upfront and, you know, crude. It's Trump, uh, you know. Yeah, the Trump, Trump, Trump world. Trump world. Just a few months ago, John McCain passes away and we shun Trump for shitting all over him. But four years beforehand, everyone was shitting all over him. Yeah. yeah. yeah the so. media, the media now is doing this thing where. George H.W. Bush, we forget about all the bad things that were about him. We're just going to talk about his funny socks in the dog. Yeah, so, well, that's but, what you do at a funeral, and we're here to counteract that. It's right. like really anti-eulogy. So what George Bush should be remembered as is a cutthroat industrialist that puts his business first before his country, a man that funded and embedded death squads, a brazen racist that targeted the black community in the war on drugs, ignored gay rights during the AIDS epidemic, and an international imperialist war criminal. With socks. With that socks. Are very far. <laughs> this sounds great. To quote Bush himself, he says, I will never apologize for the United States of America. Ever. I don't care what the facts are. Damn. All right. <laughs> I want that guy running the country. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little heads up to everyone. We're going to be touching on some pretty heavy shit. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me this is going to be the heaviest episode yeah, ever. Touch and heavy shit. Touch and heavy shit. So we're going to lighten the mood. So when you think of George Bush, you think of the Bushes. What do you think of? Texas, right? Texas? Oil, <laughs> little cocaine. I mean, I know different, but at the same time, Texas. 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 Well, the Bush family are really a whole bunch of New Englanders. Oh, oh that's no way. Yeah. They like their clammy chow. Not, not the good old rootin' tootin' Texas boys that make themselves out to. That's right, George Bush Sr., he might have made his home in Texas, but the Bush family is very much uptight, elitist New Englanders. Massachusetts, right? Yes. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. probably. George Herbert Walker Bush was born in Milton, Massachusetts in 1924. Milton. To Milton. Prescott Bush and Dorothy Walker. So I guess his name. Prescott. Prescott. It's an endangered name. Is that Bring that for back. Preston? It's like you can pronounce it pre-Scott. <laughs> like, like he's already lubed, right? Prescott no, no, no. pre is a uh, if you Before if Scott. you like the name Scott, but you had no intention of having a child. <laughs> no, no, no. you called Prescott. You weren't ready for it. It's like you have Scott the third, you have Scott Junior, you have Scott, and then you have Prescott. Prescott, pre the accidental Scott. Oops, oops, Scott. You just say just like, oops, Scott. Yeah, oops, Scott. Oops. Oh my God, son, Scott. Oops, Scott. So just a little side note, I'm not going to bring up George W. Bush too much because it's about H-Dub, but he was also born in New Haven, Connecticut. So the whole fucking rootin' tootin' Texan also, yeah. bullshit. Yo, yeah, boys. Yeah, where does his accent come from? Well, he he was, George H.W. Was, was raised in Texas. Okay. But he's born in New England and didn't really spend too much time in Texas. He's a rich boy. He's right. traveling around the country. As you do. But I think he put on most of it. 
Before we jump into H.W.'s life, I kind of want to give a little context of what the Bush family was like. Because the Bush family was very, very, very wealthy. And their prominence arose during the late 19th century in steel, coal, oil, and railroads. There's like the big American three that pumped out the 20th and 21st century elite class of America. So this is robber baron shit. Exactly. But these are secondhand robber barons. So they're still making a shit ton of money running America, but not the Rockefellers and Vanderbilt style. Oh, no. They were friends with Rockefeller and Vanderbilt, and they had as much money as them. They were just... Under the radar? Yeah, a little bit more under the radar. I love to be corrected. Yeah. So they're, they're like, they're right up there. They're hanging out with those guys. Um, and I, like I was going to say, you said robber barons, and robber barons are like ruthless business owners with no scruples and they basically ruined a whole bunch of people's lives by making the poor poor stealing land and using the u.s military and the pinkertons as their private armies for their industries not a one uh, scruple Pinkerton. amongst a lot of them no what are pinkertons again i i call the uh seven pound bowling ball at amf lanes the pinkertons <laughs> but what are they why uh, is it so sticky reality? lately I well i mean tom have you played red dead redemption yeah, like my buddy say. mike over here <laughs> you got that from red dead red dead so pinkertons <laughs> no yeah. mike that's an actual word we don't yeah, talk about video games on the show <laughs> that's a real thing no pinkertons are basically like private police police you pay yourself so yeah. you pay for these they're like private eyes slash police that you'd pay and they do your bidding sexy police probably ex-military yeah. ex-police yeah i need i want to pay you mercenaries to, to do my wife i'm old and tired <laughs> <laughs> don't so, forget dry yes Ooh. do the driest pinkerton, the driest pinkerton. <laughs> that's actually the new movie i'm writing the driest, the driest pinkerton, pinkerton? <laughs> uh <laughs> Man, it's um, also a great Weezer album. Pinkerton? Well, I mean, uh, Weezer. Beverly Hills. It's <laughs> like, Weezer? Regular. Uh, it's totally normal. All right, Tom. Nothing the, bad to say about him. Nothing great. It doesn't involve one of these. You wheezing? This is my death metal vocals. Can't wait for this podcast to come out. <laughs> I'm excited. So nearly all the Bushes, since George H.W.'s grandfather, mm-hmm. Samuel P. Bush, attend P. Bush. <laughs> I just realized how funny that was. Samuel P. Bush. P. Bush. Wow. So P. on the Bush attended, <laughs> attended Yale, and more importantly, its secret society, the Skull and Bones. Ooh. Ooh. Skull and Bones. Scary. Are they related to like the bean company, Bush's Baked Beans? That is a great question. I do not know. What it's about not, Bush it's beer? It's not spelled the same. Is, is it not? There's no. a C in it. Oh, well. Well, Bush. But wait, Bush is baked, baked beans. beans is... That doesn't have a C. You're right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but the beer has the C. Yeah. But that's Anheuser-Busch. That's different, I think. But that's also why we're here today. Conspiracy. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's the conspiracy, bro. The yeah. beans, beans, beer, oil. <laughs> The big three. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, like I said before, uh, the Bush ran, Bush family ran with all the elites like Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, all those people. But they also were very politically active, serving as presidents, as we know, really? uh, cabinet members, governors, lobbyists. The list goes on. It was a real political dynasty. And today we associate the Bush family with the Republican Party. 
Mm-hmm. But in the past, they were Democrats, Republicans. It really didn't matter as long as it just benefited their business yeah. and their best interest. It's mm-hmm. just money. Right. There's No one cares about you. Right. So both HW and W both ran you know, their campaigns based on that they were self-made men. You know, these good old boys that achieved greatness through God, uh, family, and country. But I just wanted to give this as, like, a context of that. They just, they came from rich fucks. They're from the oldest money in America, probably. So, shortly after George H.W. Bush was born, his father, Prescott, moved the family to Greenwich, Connecticut, which is even more white than Milton, Massachusetts. Whitest place. (laughs) Whitest place That's where Vince McMahon lives. Yeah, Greenwich, dog. Vince McMahon lives in this little community where, uh... It's only like rich people live there. Extremely rich, obviously. Vince McMahon. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then when his neighbors on each side of him moved out, he bought the houses because he hates neighbors. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mark yeah. Zuckerberg just did that shit, too. I really? Think. Yeah. yeah, just Ugh. buy a bigger piece of land, you dope. I mean, just that's move. essentially what they're doing. They're, they're just moving houses. in the middle of nowhere, and they can fucking use their helicopter to fucking right? get their dick hard for business. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, some poor millionaire is looking to buy a house to live next to Vince McMahon, and you're not letting it happen, Vince? Come, Come on, on, guy. What else, Come on, dude. guy. Let it happen, dude. <laughs> Millionaire has needs somewhere to sleep. <laughs> so Prescott is managing the United States Rubber Company. If you think of the time, they're not just making condoms; they're making fucking tires for cars. A lot of rubber, dude. It's like the start of when cars are becoming popular. Now, what years are is this happening? This is the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. Okay, so this is still while the Europeans had all their grips all over Africa, where the rubber was coming from, and right. all those atrocities were happening. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a whole different story, right? Yes. Right, but yeah, that's that's the uh, that's where they're getting all this rubber from. Yeah, I'm pre- that's what Prescott's like involved in. Nice, right? A lot of dead Congo babies from this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, George H. W. is living that what, silver spoon white bread Connecticut life. Good. He stuff. graduates from military academy in 1942 and immediately enlists in the U.S. Navy to fight in World War II. All right. We like we like a military man. Exactly. He completes uh, flight training in ten months and becomes the youngest aviator in the Navy at nineteen. Very impressive. Hey. He, he fought very courageously in the Pacific Theater. Went on a bunch of missions. Was even shot down. He served his country very bravely. No one's questioning that. And uh, applaud you for that one. Woo. Thank you for your service. George H.W. Bush. Drunk applause. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, little sip. Little sip for the boy. I can't wait to Not sip. pouring anything out, just down our throats. <laughs> I'll just drink. Yeah, I'll just drink. This isn't really for him, but yeah. I like where your head's I'll, at. I, yeah, that's great. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a toast. It was just a sip. All right. But what people don't know yeah. is that in the European theater, his father, Prescott, was profiting off of Nazi work camps. Oh, oh really? Yeah. What a twist. Hello. Damn, man. That's the best cover ever. Yeah, so uh, Prescott founded and directed accounts for the Union Banking Corporation, which was an investment bank that operated as a clearinghouse for many assets and enterprises, specifically the German steel and coal baron Fritz Thyssen. Ooh, he sounds like a villain. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like a Bond villain. So Prescott was actually a major shareholder of a bunch of Thyssen's companies they had been working with Thyssen before the war broke out basically helping the germans with rearmament 
because as you do, yeah. you, know, you know, those uh, w- w- wait, who, who resourceful the- Germans <laughs> who made the Hugo Boss? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of rubber at the Hugo Boss yeah. boot bottom. Yeah, isn't the, there the Hugo Boss, the Hugo Boss. You need that extra cushioning for goose stepping. That's but, right. But You're- the problem was was that Prescott continued his Nazi clients after the U.S. had declared war on Germany. That would make him treasonous. Yeah. So the same year that George H.W. enlists, the U.S. government suspects the Union Banking Corporation, his father's company, of holding Nazi gold for the Nazi upper brass. Don't hold Nazi gold. Just a little favor. Prescott Bish. (laughs) Can you hold a bit of gold for me? I've stole it from a G. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they investigate under the Trading with the Enemy Act... They don't find any gold because, I mean, it's probably pretty easy to just move gold. It definitely is. <laughs> Bank <laughs> records are a lot easier to go through yeah. than, uh, you know, just buying a house somewhere. It's just to move gold out. Put it in a trailer park in Texas yeah, where you're f- supposedly from and you're fine. Melt it down into a double wide. But what they did find were connections and assets to Thyssen. Who, again, major Nazi player. The owner of the largest slap chop in the whole world. (laughs) Vince! Yeah. Tyson! 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 What did they do with it? Well, I mean, Nazis were pretty cruel. Yeah. So the U.S. Treasury seized all of those assets for the duration of the war. Because Nazi. Uh, After the war, uh, Prescott, along with a, a bunch of other elites like... Henry Ford, Thomas Watson of IBM, were nearly convicted of of war crimes for aiding the Nazis, but got out scot-free because of their connections. Damn, dude. And actually, a a former Nazi war crime prosecutor said that Prescott Bush should have been prosecuted for aiding and embedding the enemy. Which Which he was. Which he was. But he has money, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. and you have a shit ton of money, none of this matters. On top of having a shit ton of money, a bunch of Auschwitz survivors actually sued the Bush family for profiting off their forced labor in death camps. But the Bushes can obviously hire the best lawyers in the world. Those Auschwitz survivors did get a dime. Isn't that fucked up? How you just have so much money that, like, you'll never have any problems? Yeah. You just make everything go away. Oh, yeah. You're no proof. I just want to cap this one segment with one quote from George H.W. Bush. So, George H.W. Bush toured Auschwitz in 1989, and this is a quote. What? He said, boy, they were big on crematoriums, weren't they? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Bush. Yes, Yes, they were. I'm boiling borscht right now, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) This is in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Come on. 89. What, what, what a dumbass. Yeah. Your teacher didn't make you read L.I. Weissel's <laughs> book that's not that well written, but it's tragic <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> Holy shit. He's president walking around like, oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, great fucking cream. <laughs> that's a lot of pizza they can make. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Boy, was Papa the man who built this house? (laughs) (laughs) Better ingredients. (laughs) This is so sad. So George H.W. marries Barbara Pierce while he's still in the Navy in 1945. They'd be married for 73 years. Too long. Oh, That's like a ruby or something. Too long. That's a while. 
<laughs> That's a, definitely a while. Definitely a while. 70 what? 70, 73, 73 years. I can make it 75. Not a real marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the same it, vagina for 73 years. Yeah. Damn, dude. You definitely cheated on her mad times. It doesn't you know? get better. Well, wait, what, don't you, like, wasn't there, like, you had to buy, like, paper when you're fucking two years old? Oh, yes, yeah, so paper's, like, the first anniversary. So there's, like... First year's paper. Yeah, something like you that. Just and there's, paper? like, straw. Like, money paper, or, like... No, no well, literal paper, like origami gift. So the 50 year is the gold anniversary. You got a gold egg. Yeah, I think the 25 is your silver. Right. But there's something for every year. Yeah, the 70 year is who the fuck, cream made corn. This up? Some really bored capitalist. <laughs> so now you gotta go get shit every fucking year for someone. No, you don't have to do anything, actually. That's what's really cool about this whole thing, right. is that it's all made up. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you just show but someone your lovingness and tenderness. And you be a nice person to them, and you you kiss that person's vagina or penis. Get him a sex toy once in a while. Makes you feel warm on the inside. That's what love is. It should make you feel warm on the outside too, if you're doing it right. Tom, you're making me think of them kissing each other's genitals at (laughs) seventy years into marriage. That's what I was hoping to do for our audience, dog. Yeah. Just imagine that, like. (laughs) Just a year ago, that crooked-looking man, that Russian doll-looking gentleman, and that Q-tip of a woman, just like scale, Why do I feel like I'd get splinters? <laughs> Ow, oh my god! Okay, so Bush uh, is relieved of his military duties. He's discharged after his plane was shot down. For okay, his service. Uh, they're like, yeah. you did All it, right. you did it. All right, you didn't die. You good. Yeah, um, good. You're good. Cool. And they move back to Connecticut, where George Bush attends Yale. Ooh. Just like his father and his grandfather. I'm supposing not on the GI Bill. No, not on the <laughs> not on the GI Bill. Actually, Prescott, his father, was a member of the Yale Yale Corporation, uh, also oh. known as the President and Fellows of Yale College. Right. <laughs> They're just trying to rip you off too. Neckerchiefs. <laughs> So there was really no question that H.W. was going to get into Yale because his daddy was like, I am Yale. Presidente. I am Yale. Touch my Yales. Slide down my Yale. Slide my Yale. And when, once you reach the end of my bush, my <laughs> Yale bush, you will be pre-Scott. You're pre-Scott, yes. Oh, <laughs> I was the unintentional Scott. Uh, bush, H.W. Bush was placed in some bullshit accelerated program where he'd finish early. Cause, of course, because rich don't need school. Don't need. I agree. School. I agree. If you're rich, you don't need school. Just like his father Prescott, George H. W. Bush was a cheerleader in the Yale oh. football team. Whoa, dude! Yeah, that's progressive. Look at that. Very progressive. Boom! Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let their party hear about that. <laughs> Don't let him hear. Don't do it. Wow. Don't do it. Yeah. Cheerleader has been president. Cheerleaders. That's for, amazing. For skinny chicks with big old tatties. <laughs> and they need to be in front of my football team. As <laughs> I say, give me another bush beans and another bush light. Give me another hell yeah. You skill yeah. He was a cheerleader. cheerleader? He was a cheerleader. Very so was George yes. W. Bush. Hey, power to uh, him. Two presidents. Father. Two presidents. They were all, all cheerleaders. cheerleaders. And wow. on the baseball team. Well, hey. So when they weren't throwing their balls around, they were cheerleading for the football. Being boys. sensitive. That's well, cute. I mean, let's be honest. Team spirit. Baseball go. players do a lot less 
physical activity than any cheerleader has ever done. That's true. <laughs> true. You got to get Wilding. your fucking calisthenics up somehow. So baseball was the off season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more importantly than the cheerleading squad, him and his poppy were both in the Skull and Bones Society, as I mentioned oh, earlier. Yeah. Skull cool. and Bones. And I'm going to throw it to a little Cody over here. I researched a tiny bit. About the Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, very secret sexual society of Yale. 1832, the members call themselves Bonesmen. Bonesmen. So I call myself now. Yeah. They have a secret number associated with them, 322. So if you see, like, skull and bones graffiti anywhere with, like, 322, just be like, oh, it's those fuckwads. Well, I'm assuming these people don't graffiti. Yeah, this isn't fucking Banksy and and Clans. I'm talking, like, National Treasure graffiti, you know what I mean? Like, the Nicolas Cage, like, what does this mean? Oh, so rich people in uh, graffiti, which is engraving. (laughs) Or sketchy. Or jewelry. This Rolex says three three two. Three yeah. two two. Three two two. 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 Whatever. Hey, I'll scroll. Uh George H. W. Bush's code name in this uh dubious ulterior mode of society was Magog. Ugh. Magog. 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 That's a biblical character. A biblical character that has deep ties to Lay Apocalypse. So hey, that was our president. How fitting. Interesting. Uh, Skull and Bones rumored to be a secret offshoot of the Illuminati. I don't know how factual that is. Well, I mean, just, everything hey. you've heard about the Illuminati is true. Yeah. So, Illuminati confirmed. That's right. So turn off your electricity in your house. I believe it. And be there. Like you should wrap all of your money in tinfoil. Yeah, because they brain. have secret tracker. Your brain has to be wrapped. No, your head has to be wrapped in tinfoil. That too. So you infiltrate your brain. Yeah, you wrap the head yeah. in tinfoil and just keep the money in the hat. Keep your thoughts yeah. safe. Yeah, they're making us all autistic for fun. <laughs> like other secret Yale societies, they had a practice called crooking. Crooking? Crooking, which is just pretty much stealing other shit. Oh. Good. So they're just kleptomaniacs that steal other shit from other Yale societies. Like, haha, we got your... Chalice, or whatever is your secret thing. Wouldn't it be funny, sir, if we grab the chalice of the sportsman's team? Very funny. Winston, can you play your clarinet? (laughs) And then he's like, I'm going to take it. (laughs) Can you make polo this Saturday? So Skull and Bones like to steal stuff. Yes, especially grave robbing. Or... Illicitly oh. acquiring dead people's anatomy. Namely, skulls. Hey, go figure. I like it. There we go. That I, pushed science forward. I got, science. I got three famous skulls rumored to be in their possession. Martin Van Buren's. He was a president that no one gave a shit about. Yeah. Geronimo's. Woo. Well, no one gives a shit about Indians. And, well, uh, yeah. Native Americans. And Pancho Villa. Oh. Pancho Villa. So, alleged to have ownership of those three skulls. I don't know what you do with skulls. Ooh. One Other thing than I, own them. I know. One thing I heard. You drink out of but them. But you know. Yeah. Drink out of them. Yeah. You can make a bong out of them. Was <laughs> that what they did? They would drink out of the skulls and stuff like that? I'm sure rituals. someone's dr- sipping out I of the, that was all a part fucking of the rituals. Cranium. They all yeah. whisper blood for my master. <laughs> it's master. just yeah. grapefruit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's grapefruit. Every time. It's Welch's because they. The budget. So. Yeah. Geronimo's skull? Pachavia's and. No, but Geronimo's skull specifically. Prescott Bush, part of his crooking initiation, he went to Geronimo's 
like national heritage Indian grave and mm-hmm. dug up fucking Geronimo and took just, his skull. Just a bit of him. And brought it back to a room filled with Mr. Burns's. Yeah. Excellent. And they no, all said ex- <laughs> excellent. 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 <laughs> we have this dead man's lid. So I also heard stories where you get initiated to this club by Travis. Yes. So I heard a story, and I could not find anything, um, you know, based on it's, that could prove this story. It's fun to believe. But I heard that when you're initiated, the elder men of the uh, society come back to Yale and jerk off over you while you're in a coffin. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Can the coffin be closed? No, nope. the coffin is Damn open. It. Coffin is open. Open, so, very shallow. So that means if that is true, which I have no evidence of it being true, George Bush's father and also his son, he jerked off on. Whoa. Bam. Look at that. I'm going to say official roast mortem fact right there. Factual. You just said it might not be true, but, but we happen to know yeah. it's true. George, Inside scoop. Quote us on your thesis papers. George H.W. Yeah. Bukaki. <laughs> Was this like a secret frat at Yale? Yeah. yeah, it was pretty much a frat. Nice. Yeah, for like really rich people. That did fucked up things yeah. because they could get away with it. Another thing that the Skull and Bone Society was well known for was it was a recruiting ground for the CIA. I did not know that. Because it's, it's, it's rich people. Rich people. Well, it's just about control. Yeah. And the first thing you have to understand about control is it takes better ingredients. It does. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, you should do it all for the control. Towards what? Right. The control. The what? The control. You want the better ingredients. You want the populace to have worse Lesser ingredients. ingredients. You want the worse ingredients for your populace, and you want to control them by having better ingredients. I love this Papa John ecology. Whoa, well, whoa. you know, I, you're presenting, and I know yeah. when I know this as a roast mortem you're presenter myself, that it's really hard to get all your points across. And I know what you were trying to drive through. Ecology. Mm-hmm. All right, so Bush claims, George H.W. claims that he made it on his own in the oil industry in Texas. How do you... Oh, my Even own. if you did, you can't claim, like, I did this. I made the oil come out here and into your car. It comes out here. Yeah. It'll shake. I've hidden it from out of the grave of oil. Uh, did it? I killed the dinosaurs myself with my bare hands, and I <sighs> waited. I waited so long <laughs> that they oilified into my mouth but no, actually he received a fuck ton of investments from his daddy and his uncle so essentially he was set up in the oil industry wow i literal... believe all of that exactly that's not too easy that's true. literal nephew nepotism yeah so he sets up this business called zapata petroleum corporation in 1953. Why does that sound shady as shit? Zapata. Zapata. It's like Zapados. Zapados. It's a Pokemon, right? Yeah, it's a Pokemon. It also means shoes in Spanish. Oh, okay. Zapatos. Yeah. So that's, he's that's in Portuguese. You know, I'm oh, hey, I'm working that. up for that episode. I'm gonna do the whole thing in Portuguese. I'm gonna hold you. I'm to gonna that. call out sick for that. One, one year. One year. Okay. One year. Give me one year. It's gonna be the best episode, most informative out there. Obrigado. <laughs> so uh Bush sets up this Zapata Corporation. He sets up oil rigs in the Caribbean, Borneo, Colombia, and a little bit of foreshadowing, Kuwait. All those are silly names. Bush is very, very, very friendly with the Kuwaiti elites in this time frame. Is that the demonym? Kuwaiti? Kuwaiti. Yep. That's a fun word. Are are you addressing this now, or do we have to Kuwait? 
<laughs> you got to Kuwait, oh, Doug. Yeah, Kuwait. I see what you oh, did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. And that's for everyone who has a kid who's a dude because they dads. I understand dad humor. I got a dad myself. Now, around this time, he also got in bed with the CIA. I remember mentioned the Skull and Craw, the Skull and Bones. I mentioned all those boys. So he's in with the CIA uh, and the shadow ops that he, they're doing in ooh, the American so Cold War. The Bush family has had been very close with the Dulles family. And Alan Dulles was the head of the CIA during the Eisenhower times presidency. Mm. Mm. Pretty um, good presidency. He, he was one of the key orchestrators in the hysteria behind the Cold War. Alan Dulles, not Eisenhower. Right. I mean Eisenhower. Too, Red Alan. Scare Boy. Yeah, I thought a little bit. Uh, so they ran the same circles. In the late 1950s, Bush opens a Zapata oil rig right next to Cuba in the Gulf of Mexico. You know what else was happening in the late 1950s? Communisms. Yeah. Communism. We did an episode race. about that boy. Yeah. Che. Be like Che. Little Che Gavunks. You know what I mean? Che Gavlanki. Wow. Travis, I, I've, I swear to God, you've gone entire episodes mispronouncing the subject. <laughs> and I don't know if the name is right on the RSS right. feed. Well, we'll just get back to Blanche Bush. All right, yeah, fine. Deflect. Whatever. <laughs> so basically, what would happen is the CIA would train Cuban exiles and other operatives then pass the names off to prospective hires to the Bushes, and they would hire them and place them on the Zapata rig right next to Cuba, which would use, which would act as a launching point for guerrilla operatives in Cuba before this, we actually entered. Cuba. So this is much worse than hiring illegals for less than minimum wage. <laughs> this, is esp- oh, yeah. this is espionage. This is espionage. This is like insertion of a private military force. Exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, can I get that one more time? Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. So in the 1960s, George Bush enters the world of politics. Oh, God, no. Here we go, Cody. It was your a, favorite subject. He was a president? Fuck. God damn it. Every time. So in 1964, he tries his hand as the senator of Texas. How'd he do? Uh, he campaigned, his campaign ran against civil rights. Uh, Very popular. Uh, well, uh, yeah. At the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, he also, he, I mean, he stated that civil rights gave too much power to the government. This is like federal, the feds, you know? Yeah. We don't, we don't want to have people have equal rights. Yeah, you know. What kind of world, what kind of topsy-turvy, cats-chasing dogs world would it be? <laughs> They had equal rights. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the type of person he is. And after losing that Senate race, <laughs> okay, uh, maybe that should have been brushed up upon. Yeah, man, would be like, hey, like, hey, maybe that's not my bag. Try district comptroller first, you nut. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the chairman of the Harris County Republican Party, which is a very big Republican Party at the time. And he was on a mission to shake things up a little bit in the National Republican Party. So his flavor of Republicanism at the time was called Country Country Club Republicans. That sounds vile. Yeah, which was basically super wealthy Republican elites that wanted lib- limited government and deregulation. So basically they could squash workers' rights and run their businesses without any oversight and filling their pockets with money. 
Mash the okay. unions. In order to make this elitist idea mainstream, because honestly, like, again, it only really profited him and his friends, was he needed to absorb other parts of the Republican Party. So first, he absorbed the largest limited government, anti-communist, anti-civil rights group known as the John Birch Foundation, which was based in the North. It was like kind of this broad group. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then Bush extended an olive branch to the Southern Democrats. Now, at the time... All both of them. The Southern Democrats were pro-segregation, not mm. just anti-civil rights. That's right. Segregation. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, anti-civil rights. And they added a whole new zest of craziness to the party. Oh. I mean, I'm talking about the evangelical extremism that we associate the... Republicans with today. Yes. Um, it's all the same party. They were anti-abortion, anti-gay, anti-women's rights, anti-science, uh, and wanted to blur the lines between Christ, uh, and wanted to blur the lines between church and state. Okay. These, uh, these Southern Dems. Of course. Of course they did. Against all the things. Now, Bush uh, didn't really have any values at the time, like the, these weren't his values necessarily. These anti no, but but, but politics, you got to play the field, right? You got to you got to just kind of step in and be like, hey, I'm more in line with your interest, right? And maybe that I'm different, but not so bad. Yeah, action, wink, yeah, winky dog, Connecticut wink. <laughs> So, All right. That's so the Connecticut a, wink. Yeah, sex position called the Connecticut wink. Ironically, Prescott Bush was on the American Birth Control League in 1942 and was actually the treasurer of the first national campaign for Planned Parenthood in 1947. What the oh, fuck? my. Suck so, that down. Yeah, so Bush, this wasn't his bag, but he was like, fuck it. Like, whatever. I'm going to get more votes. And the Democrats are going to be out if I grab these boys. Now, that's technically the most heavy metal thing this dude ever did. You know, like, <laughs> fuck you, Dad. You want to give out birth control? I don't want it. I'm Dad. banging without a condom. I'm yeah. getting loose. I'm going to say, God, give me a pre-scot by accident. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Oh, that pre-scot by accident. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> so Bush is responsible for the Republican Party that we know today. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, he's mainly the person that made the values and whatever that exists today in the Republican Party. Mm. He's also one of the big reasons why CEOs make 30 times, or CEOs back then used to make 30 times the average employee, mm. and nowadays they make 300 times the average employee. Oh, that's pretty damning, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. So, eventually, he was elected to the House of Representatives in 1966. Rep. He was campaigning for Houston, and his campaign mainly ran on the fact that he was a hometown Houston person, right? In actuality, he'd only been a resident for a few years there and barely was there because he was off doing his business. Just like wait. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Emails. She did the same goddamn thing. Within the first year of Congress, Bush becomes very interested in a CIA operation called the Phoenix Program in, a, in Vietnam. Why do they have sexy names? Right? Desert Storm, Iron Shield. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, what else would they call it, then? 
not like the boring plan. The Phoenix. Was this called the uh, the Phoenix plan? What? The fourteen A program. Fourteen A. There you go. The so Phoenix boring, program, though. where you can bring in any minivan you want, and we'll paint a Phoenix on the side of it. <laughs> Free of charge. You can never take it off. Free though. of charge because America. Because America is like a, a Phoenix spreading his wings. It's like an eagle Spret- <laughs> spreading Gosh, his wings like an eagle. Yes. <laughs> Come on, eagle, spread your wings. <laughs> All right, so he flies over to Nam with some senior level CIA officials for a three week trip, like a little vacay. Ooh, you know hey. what I mean? Yeah, let's go to Nam. Let's go to Nam. Heard it's pretty food. nice in the north. Good you got some food. good surf there too. Got some sandwiches by French people. Yeah, surf yeah. turf French sandwiches. Faux, fa. Oh, How do you say it? Fa. <gasps> fa. Balls. Fa. Fa. Prostitutes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Right. You like that blue collar district, Mike? Hell yeah. That's the transsexual district, Mike. Hell yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about this Phoenix program. The Phoenix program was a CIA operation, essentially creating death squads in Vietnam in order to bring down communist insurrection. So basically what they would do was pay and train local right-wing terrorists to attack members of the National Liberation Front or just anyone that they didn't like. They specifically targeted non-militant um Combatants. Back that the up. Civilians. Oh, back that up. They, so he was over there hiring people to go kill civilians that were vocal enough to say, hey, I like my politics this way. Yeah. Essentially. Well, why didn't they do this sooner? <laughs> Come it's on. the Phoenix. The Phoenix has spread his wings. <laughs> He's coming over there. Oh. He's in a Ford Windstar. He's going to cut that communism right in half. Squeal. He's going to show you what it's like to not have to use a chopstick. Give me a squeam. He's going to give you every point of that four-edge fork that we all like to pork our pork with. Squeal. Don't forget the blue jeans. That's right. Damn blue jeans. With every freed comrade, you will get an Old Navy gift certificate. <laughs> Blue jeans, forks, and diesel. <laughs> Amen, brother. Smilers. No, yeah. What I mean, attack these people. I mean, abduct them, torture them in the sickest ways possible that I'm not going to go into because it is. I read what they did and it's terrible. You have come to. on. No, I got to do it. Okay, you have to a do little it. bit. Just a little, tease it. Click <sighs> right. the tip. So, um, gang rapes, rapes with eels Whoa. and other hard objects. Wow. Is Asia? Wait, how hard yeah. are the eels in Asia? I don't know. Hard eels, dowelled up eels, like, like Travis. This is like an anti eel. They would do something called the Bell Telephone oh. treatment because you sh- uh, back in the day Bell was a Al- major the telephone. Yeah, guy. treatment though. named after Alexander spa. Graham Bell. Right, in the nineties, right. they were bought out by AT and T. Exactly, where we get decibels from. So the 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 Bell uh, treatment was basically they would attach power lines to people. Oh. Electrical power lines. That's more of an Edison treatment. Yeah. Scream. That's, that's so excellent. Edison right? or Tesla Cody. That is, yeah, yeah, right? That's They named that one all wrong. Yeah, if you like put like clamps up to his nipples and he opened his mouth and you just heard like the... How can ring, I direct ring, your ring, call? Ring, yeah. ring, 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 phone. Your number is not available. And uh, they would also have dogs attack the people, you know. So they were... They were it was bad. Torture to kill. It was torture to kill. Uh, when they were done with these people, they would butcher them, like actually butcher them and throw them in the jungle. And so basically oh, it was okay. it was terrorism. It was fighting terrorism with terrorism is what this whole operation was. George wow. Bush. Yeah. 
Our he's, president. He's behind all that. He was behind that. Our well, he was in. No, in this situation, he was interested in it. So he's getting his feelers, which out is there. slightly worse because you know? if you're into it, you could have been there not by choice. If you're interested, he went over there. He's like, "What's this about? Let me kick the tires." So he went over there to talk to these already established regimes that were more right wing, and uh, get them to fuck people up. Well, and see what in the, person and see what the CIA was doing. So the last thing I will say about the Phoenix program is that it killed apparently. 25,000 to 50,000 people in that manner. Oh, how many of them... Like a snap. How many of them rose back from their own dashes? And no one. Oh, that's that's a bad, that's a bad batting average. Nah. That's a good murder campaign. Yeah, mur- murders are us. Everyone we've killed has stayed dead, or your money back. Mm. So obviously... <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, Bush supported the Vietnam War. Uh during the Nixon administration. And during the Nixon administration, he became the ambassador of the UN from 71 to 73. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, when Bob Dole, Bob Dole, hey, resigned Bob Dole. in 73 from the National, uh, from the Republican National Committee, Bush stepped up as the Presidente, the chairman of that committee. Oh, all right. But right at that time was the same time that Watergate was happening. Oh, Good looks. Yeah, right? Good looks for everyone. Ooh. So, at first, Bush vehemently supported Nixon. But, you know, because they were both best buds. Actually, Prescott had helped Nixon rise into, you know, political power. Was Nixon skull and bones jerk off, Daddy? I don't know that. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Mm. I don't think he was, but Prescott was all about Nixon, like help Nixon get get in the power. Mike, I noticed confusion at the term jerk off daddy. Yeah, what does that mean? He's jerking off all dads? Yeah. Were you paying attention? <laughs> jerk off daddy? Yes. The skull and bones. Yeah, skull and bones. Dad's oh, jerked off. Yeah, dad jerks off on Come on. You have to pay attention when your dad's jerking off, Mike. You must pay attention to me right now. I'm going to make your siblings. <laughs> Jerking off into nothing. <laughs> I'm making your siblings. This is how they're made. This is how they're made. This, this is, is how they're made. This is how the swan gets its wings and delivers the babies. <laughs> what the fuck? Where did I just go? Where am I? <laughs> so Nixon and Bush were buds. But then things didn't really go too well with Nixon. What happened? And then with Watergate. And then Bush was backed out. He was like, uh... I'm going to just try to focus on saving the Republican Party. So he formally asked Nixon to resign for the good of the Republican Party. Yeah, Ooh. would you step down? It's me, Prescott. <laughs> no, not Prescott. Oh, H-Dub. H-Dub. Oh, it's me, son of Prescott. Yeah. Pre-George. <laughs> Pre-George. You are a w. little bit too much of a disgrace for the party. Thank you, sir. Go away. Forever. <laughs> Believe Don't me. worry, you still get Secret Service and $400,000 a year. Yeah, Isn't that nice? But leave us alone. <laughs> so, Gerald Ford. Amazing. Gerald. Great president. One of the only presidents to never be elected in any form, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Because, uh, because he was a step-in vice for Spiro Agnew, correct? Yeah. So, he, step, he steps down, and then Ford is just kind of <laughs> thrown in there. Yeah. And then he becomes a president. So he's, America's like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Eh? Also, What's this guy? Also, a little known fact, only president named Gerald. <gasps> nice. Wow. Gerald. Gerald. Well, as Ooh. of this recording. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald. My boy Gerald Gerald is going to be president in 2020. I can't so wait. So if you're listening to it, Joe Gerlson, Twan Twan. If your name's Gerald Gerlson, start running for a district something. <laughs> district something. <laughs> so Gerald, Vol- Gerald Ford steps in, Agnew's out. All these boys are like, what? Who this boy? Who he is? Yep. And then he appoints George Bush as director of the CIA Ooh. from 76 to 77. It's only a year. Okay. But people are like, whoa, this is weird. Because Bush really had nothing to do with the CIA, according to the public record. Right. Mm. But, as you just covered before, they were giving each other foot rubs for almost a decade before this. Yeah, like basically Bush was running the hand and stone of for the CIA. <laughs> it, it, it was more intimate than hand and stone, Travis, because you get the knuckle in the arches and the toe sucking. Yeah, and hand and stone is like basically the outback of massages. I was going to say Panera of touching people. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Panera bread sounds good right now. I like that. Do they have daily soups? They got daily touch. Hey, if you didn't know I don't this, know to be... Am I excited? I learned this from Neil deGrasse Tyson, What's that? that you're never actually touching anyone. So, me too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's yeah. the blooming touch. You're fondling mostly empty space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our cells are barely touching. And uh, that means I kind of really didn't even touch you. Ooh. <laughs> Makes what, sense. What is touching? So, the first thing that Bush does... As he moves a bunch of the agents that were associated with the Phoenix program to the highest ranking offices in the CIA. It's called friendship. Get on it, boys. Yeah, dog. I like you. Then Bush launches Operation Condor. Not oh, the Jackie Chan movie. He's got two sexy bird operations. Yeah. Not the Jackie Chan movie. Because that movie was Sport. cool. That was fun. Every Jackie Chan movie is cool. Uh, Name me one shitty one. Yeah. Impossible. The one where he doesn't do anything. Yeah, the one where he's like a a Chinese immigrant in Japan. I tried watching that. I think I brought it up before. It was rough. It's probably because you don't understand Eastern culture, as I do, which is uh, Jackie Chan, so cool all the time. I love (laughs) Rumble in the Bronx is a good movie. That's a great fucking movie. It's an awesome movie. Damn. Yeah. Oh, you know what's a Jackie Chan flop? The Tuxedo. No. No, it was the... I like it. Everyone else... It was special effects. It was like watching everyone else around him flop. Yeah. He's a star. He is. He is still a star. He's doing good. Yeah, he's doing great. So Operation Condor, minus Jackie Chan, was basically (laughs) a network of right-wing terrorists and dictators in South America. Good times. Terrorists from uh, Argentina, Chile, Brazil, were all paid and trained by the CIA Uh. to go after... Communist sympathizers. That's messy. So basically, they would be giving them training, weapons, tech, U.S. intel to murder people in death squads. The same thing that Operation Phoenix was. Right. Just in South America. Mm -hmm. It's a step down from Phoenix to Condor, I feel, though. Yeah. One's a mythological bird. That's on fire. It's a Moltres. Yeah. Ooh, that's two of them so far tonight. We just need an Articuno. Oh, Pokemon. (sighs) Oh. Here's Cody's Pokemon. Oh, I'm Asian. Uh, Cody's po. This is actually a new po- podcast. Podcast. Cody's Pokemon. Pokoost. Could it, you catch them all? I don't know. I'm Cody. Listen, I'm gonna teach you how to catch the Pokemon. 
kind of just throw the great ball and it sticks. There's really no, nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, although Operation Condor was uh, went on throughout the 80s, during Bush's time at the CIA, things went a little bit too public for him. Basically, a CIA asset who was a member of the Chilean secret police. I love that terminology. What? Not an agent. Chilean? Asset. You're an asset, motherfucker. So this asset that was par- that was paid for by the CNA, CIA, part of the Chilean police. KFC. Used a remote-controlled car bomb. Uh. Like the shit you've seen in fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, double tap square. To blow up a Chilean diplomat in Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. Well, that sounds that. like a nightmare. A political one. Look yeah. at the toy. And this Bush. Is a cool toy. <laughs> and Bush is like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> these. <laughs> fuck. Just imagine oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 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 It's two handfuls of his own hair. He's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Because so, basically the U.S., all these genocidal dictators in South America, they had publicly been denouncing these people. They're like, we don't, right. we don't, this is terrible what they're doing. Yeah. But we wink, were paying wink. them to oh, do this so shit. terrible. Our employees are shitbags. Yeah. <laughs> Our employees that were actively giving raises are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, CIA is like international affairs and FBI is... Uh, local affairs. Domestic local, affairs. Domestic affairs. Hometown. Right. So the FBI investigates this assassination because it's on the U.S. soil. Right. As they DNC see it coming. Yeah, and so so George Bush tampers with the evidence in order to conceal the fact that these were CIA assets assassinating someone on U.S. soil. What do you do? Dude, uh, we don't even have RC cars in, like, this <laughs> county. Yeah. Like, where the hell are they going to get them? Like, what we are we... shut down that Toys R Us years ago. Yeah, what are we, go-go power wheels? Like, are we, like, had that thing that could go in the snow? The one that could go on the asphalt and the snow? Well, it's children's toys. They can't hurt anybody. <laughs> Come on, guys. Wrap your head around it. Also, video games, very awful. Yeah, very bad. Well, right now, it's it's still Pong and shit. Winners don't do drugs. <laughs> All right, so Jimmy Carter is elected. Bush is ousted as the CIA director. But his seeds are still there. He's planted his fucking juice. Ooh. He's fucking came inside that CIA. Oh, oh, I can't wait to let my son... See this. Uh, <laughs> my pre-Scott. Uh, this is for you, pre-Scott. <laughs> Carter only served one term. Uh, and then Ronald Reagan, boy. Ronald Reagan. What an American. He showed up on the scene. And Bush was his VP, dog. I didn't know that. That's my grandpappy. Yeah. Like, Reagan. Reagan. It's, a, it's even spelled differently. Spelled different. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Intern. Also, if you didn't know this, Ronald Reagan was a famous actor before he was president. My great grandpappy. Yep. And I want to. I want to mention that uh, we want to do a Ronald Reagan episode. So it's my great grandpappy. Stop it! It's not your great grandpappy. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) We want to do a Ronald Reagan episode. So. For the sake of the podcast and also the sake of time, I'm not going to really talk about Bush during um, the 80s. The 80s. Which and is when he was 
vice president. When he was vice president. Under the first celebrity president. Yeah, under the first celebrity. Yes, there was Iran-Contra. I'm just going to talk about these generally. There was Iran-Contra. That was a big controversy. Controversy was basically an extension of Operation Condor. Mm. And uh, extend my condor. Yeah, my condors. There was also there was also the homophobic lack of response in the AIDS crisis that wrecked the gay community. Right. Well, I mean, everyone knows it's common knowledge now that the AIDS was put into the community by the CIA to destroy them. Common knowledge. Common knowledge. I think so. We'll get into it in the fucking Reagan episode. Well, I don't know. Hold on, quickly, Mike. You just said I think so. Yeah. I Congratulations. It. You know so. Thank you. You know it. I, I believe it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what a millennial. Uh, there was also the racist bullshit about the the war on drugs. Reagan started that. Yeah, he loved that ah. shit. Bush continued that. Nancy, right? Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan. She hated drugs. Man, she could have used some drugs. She could have like been like, "Let me smoke a marijuana." (laughs) Yeah, right. She didn't. Is that what it sounds like, Travis? Yeah, I did it once. So I'm gonna skip over all that shit about the the Reagan Bush era. You're gonna have to subscribe, smash that auto download, Mm. because then you'll be up to date when we come out with that Reagan episode. You'll learn about my great grandpappy. Learn about Mike's great grandpappy right here. Different spelling. (laughs) He changed the spelling well, of his name. He got I, Ellis I was supposed Island. To have a normal life. That's why he did it. Oh, just drop right. that fucking A. You're in witness protection for exactly. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Right. So <laughs> you just changed one letter of your name, and then you you joined the podcast to, to tell people about it. Welcome. All right. So when Reagan's <laughs> turn, when Reagan's time was up, George Bush decided to run for president himself. How can you not? Did he yeah. do well? Uh, yeah. Yes. Shaw. Shy dead. Shah. Shah dead. Shah dead. Shah dead. He dead. I'm glad. Now, the public saw Bush as this skinny idiot that had a very <laughs> nasally voice. Yeah. Tom, can you give me a good impression oh. of Ronald? Or Ronald. Ronald. Not Ronald. Of George H.W. Bush. You can't just ask for an impression. You got to ask for a context within the impression. All right. So True. what if what if all of America is calling you a wimp? A wimp? Well, I'm going to straighten my shoulders, perhaps wear some shoulder pads, bringing it back into fashion. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk into the camera with some big old glasses and some know-how. So what if your son, George W. Bush, says, uh, you need to get your nuts out and show some testosterone to the country like you're a real Texan man? That's what his son said to him? Paraphrasing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then he just started ripping the sleeves off of that sports coat. One Just easy gotta show in America what it's like again, brother. No, he can't change his voice. I know. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Well, well, just do Hulk Hogan in his voice. Oh, okay. I need to show the people of America <laughs> what it's like to be free. <laughs> wow. And what it means to have pythons as thick as these. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. He went on a whole bunch of photo shoots. Him going hunting. <laughs> Him going out in the pickup truck to the Oil creek with a couple of cold beers. Ah. He, he constantly ate pork rinds. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's just tight. Oh, yeah, America. Pork rinds. Because he knew what's up. It's all that macho shit. Also, another fact. Paul Manafort <laughs> on his campaign advisor. 
He's a campaign advisor for George W. Really? Yes. Well, look at the news today. Let's not get into it. Let's not get into it, but just yeah, just a little side note. I like your style. <sighs> Things got a little bit questionable with uh, George H.W.'s campaign. With the last photo shoot he did uh, with him and Barbara, and they were all whipped up and shit. Yeah, it was like doing... Bondage gear, and he's on a trapeze swing that's attached to her nipples. <laughs> oh, no, no, There's no, milk I... and blood running down him. Oh, yeah. He's oh! doing backflips like, oh, no. what up, bitches? America. I know. I know. George, George swallowed a, a, a puzzle piece and had to have the man in the yellow hat save him. <laughs> Did you get that, Mike? No, I didn't get it. Curious George, you ever heard that, little monkey? Never heard of it. Well, yeah. he's curious. Yeah. In your anus. That's right. <laughs> no, That's curious. right. Look inside of my body, Mr. Man with a big old yellow hat. So, <laughs> so the no the, the 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 actual the actual questionable thing was he pinned his opponent Michael Dukakis. Michael Dukakis. Uh huh. I still see that on bumper stickers. I know, right? It's- Rockus Dukakis. Also, can I just say this real quick on bumper stickers? No point. Yeah, fuck bumper if stickers. You, d- no, stickers. no bumper sticker belongs there. Not ever. even the sensible chuckle bumper sticker. No, nothing, nothing. No. I have Leave some... your car alone. My other car Stop is a adverti- Death Star. Stop no? advertising for the sticker companies. Dude, the stick figure families, and, and also the people that buy the stick figure, like the, the stickers are like, fuck your stick figure family. Those people are even worse. Those are even worse. Because they don't get the point of what sucks about it. Yeah. Ugh. Also, a stick figure family is like basically a hit list if someone wants to invade your house. That's true. Yeah. That says that you got a few Nintendo Switches in there that I'm going to go... <laughs> Inside and steal, so I can buy me some meth. <laughs> okay, so this, this actually this questionable campaign commercial campaigning against Michael Dukakis was that they associated Michael Dukakis with a black rapist murderer. Well, nice. progressive Michael Dukakis. They're, they're doing a smear campaign. They're doing a smear campaign on him. They're just smearing him. They're like with poop. Yeah. He's, got, he's a bad guy. So Mike, <laughs> Mike, yeah, Michael Dukakis, who was also seen as a liberal progressive wuss. So we had like wimpy Bush and then the wussy liberal. Right. So Dukakis supported prison furlongs, which the Bush campaign called weekend passes okay. for uh, uh, prisoners. Oh, oh so he's like trying this. to be like, hey, maybe you sold a little weed, shouldn't be in jail. For that long? No, it was more like uh, this person's doing a right in jail, like they're um, kind of... Uh, Showing good they're not a threat to society. They're not a threat to society, society, so let's put a fucking ankle bracelet on them and let them go out for the weekend. That sounds eh. nice. And Bush is like, How dare keep you? on circumcising them until the neck is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bloody stump. Yeah, so there was an incident in Maryland... Keep in mind, Dukakis was the governor of Massachusetts. Okay. So not Maryland. Fancy. So there was an incident in Maryland where a convicted black murderer named Willie Horton Mm -hmm. raped and killed someone on one of these weekend passes. Oh, shit. Oh, jeez. And basically, Bush and his team team consisted of Roger Ailes and Lee Atwater. You oh. might know Roger Ailes. Yeah, if you don't know Roger Ailes, he was the guy who ran yeah. Fox for the past 25 years. Yeah. And then, uh, what happened? He got called out for some rape shit, and yeah. then left the company and died, untouched. Yeah. Never even 
never went to a courthouse. Just kind of hung back and looked like Alfred Hitchcock. And, God and bless America. Rubbed sour cream all over his dick and balls. <laughs> nice. I'll say it again. God bless America. So, so these boys ran a campaign against Dukakis, basically associating him with this dude Horton, who wasn't even from Massachusetts. He was just some dude from Maryland, and right. like you know, a rapist. And basically, they played on this whole. He was black. It was like a racist fucking shit. That but they was doing. he? Right. What year was this again? 1977 ish. 19. No, 1989. Oh, oh, oh. 89. Oh. Yeah, I that was behind alive. 12 years. 19, God, no, 1988. 88. Oh, that's. I'm behind. Yeah. a bunch of years. I was alive. Yeah, all alive. I wasn't born yet. So, so they played so heavily. That way. Yeah. They played so heavily on this Dukakis and Horton thing that when people thought of Michael Dukakis, they associated him directly with. Uh, Willie Horton, like yeah. almost like he was his VP. Yeah, like that's how thick this fucking Damn. campaigning was. Michael Dukakis picked up this raper and he put him inside <laughs> the house. Do you himself. think George? Set he it dropped up, him though? off in front of the house. He committed the B and E himself. Do you, think, him do you think George himself set it up though to frame? Yeah, Dukakis? it was him. It was him, and well, it wasn't no, framing. Wait, now, now you're getting into conspiracy theory, which I like, and we need more of. So <laughs> I'm saying. The no, it was Bush. Bush. all about conspiracies. Yeah, it was Bush and and Roger Ailes, but they didn't like necessarily frame him. They just they said like, here's a thing, and here's also another thing that this person kind of agrees with. Right. Not necessarily that he agrees with rape. He's like, he agrees with these prison weekend passes. Mm-hmm. Let's mash them together. You know. Yeah. So it's cor- causation without inside job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Really. So. This actual this campaign is actually still studied today. If you go to like political shit, if you're a political .com. boy, it's very specific political shit. Political, political shit. com dot com. <laughs> you, you go there. dot gov really. Like they still are like <laughs> this is fucked up. Look at what's happening here. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, you know, things happen. So Lee Atwater, the the guy along with Roger Ailes, who's also another weirdo, uh, fucking terrible. On his deathbed a few years later, he was dying of a brain tumor. He actually apologized to Michael Dukakis, saying that it was naked cruelty that he imposed on the campaign. Well, it's uh, a little too late now, you fucking dead idiot. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, at least he apologized, because George Bush and Roger Ailes never apologized for this. It wasn't his job to apologize. Yeah. Gotta look at it like the president. Freedom. You don't apologize when you're the president. Right. This is a freedom episode, by the freedom way. Episode. It's not about what freedom is. A Bush wins the election, thanks to his racist campaign. Who could have seen it? Yale! And as I mentioned before, Reagan was very much about this war on drugs, and Bush continued that. Um, He wanted to prove that crack was on the doorstep of everyone's fucking house. Because it is. It's right there. All you need to do is walk outside. You're a white parent? Oh my God, my kids is getting crack. From right outside of my house. Careful about crack, because smoke good and feel high. Yeah. So he, one of his first addresses to the nation, he holds up a little baggie of crack and says, See, this came from a dealer that was busted right outside the White House. I yeah. got it. It was probably baking soda. No, it was crack. Okay. It was really crack. There wasn't a lie. He did bust an 18-year-old black boy named Keith Jackson right outside the White House. Oh, okay. The problem was, was Bush instructed the DEA to lure him from the rough neighborhoods of D.C. 
out to the White House. Wow. Come here. Yeah. So basically, a DEA agent spilled the beans on this operation. And this is quoting the DEA agent. We had to manipulate him to get him out there. It wasn't that easy. And when they asked Keith to deliver the crack outside the White House, he said, where the fuck is the White House? Ooh. (laughs) So they just baited this dude to fucking stand outside the White House and busted the fuck out of him. It's very scary stuff. Yeah. Your government doesn't like you. I'll say it over and over again. Yeah. That's a sting. Yeah. That is a sting. Well, Keith Jackson. Tiny, tiny sting. Does anyone know Keith Jackson? Can we get in contact with him? Is he alive? I don't know, but he's going to come up in their story a little bit later. 1989, Bush dunks his whole dick into the war on drugs. Yeah! Yeah! No more drugs, just feeling good. And he invades Panama. 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 So he was basically going after this dude. Manuel Noriega. You might have heard that oh. name before. Yeah. Noriega. Isn't that about weed? That name? Oh, is that a weed type? Is that a weed name or a, a cocaine name? Uh, well, Drug dealer. It's pretty funny because Noriega was a brutal right-wing dictator that had been propped up by the CIA oh. and on their payroll since the 1960s. <laughs> Bush had actually aided this dude in these shadow wars in Central America. Bottom brunch. You know, uh, Noriega ran those death squads, Gestapo. Bush had no problem with that shit. But what Bush had a problem with was when Noriega was involved with the Medellin drug cartel. Medellin. So Noriega was running with Pablo Escobar, and uh, Noriega was officially charged with drug trafficking in Florida. So Bush saw this as an opportunity to kill two birds with one stone. He could tie up some loose ends with his old Shadow Wars mm. and also fight the war on drugs. It's a good look back then. Yeah, right? I got a little weird aneurysm when you said, like, Bush could kill two birds with one stone. It's because the idiom is all... Just a lot of idioms with two birds and, like, bushes and stones. There's a lot of I mean? birds. Two right? birds in a bush getting, getting stoned. stoned. Like motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? They two canes. You didn't see that happening, right? Oh, they got the legs of flamingos. Who knew what happened? Yeah, what's his name? Sam? What is he fucking selling blow? <laughs> He's doing over here. Yo, let me get a little bit, but don't tell anybody, all right? Let me get a little bit right now. Okay, right now, right now. How easy do you think it is to sweep kick a flamingo? Because they're fucking tall, but they also have wings. They move fast. They're quick. So, Cody, you're going to like this operation name. Operation. Is it a bird? Is it a flamingo? Operation Just Cause. Or as I like to call it. Operation Just Cuz. Yeah, there's a video There's a video game about that. Yeah, Just Cuz. Yeah, Just Cuz. So Bush leveled Panama City with aerial strikes, killing hundreds of innocent civilians. Really? Basically an all-out carpet bomb. And it broke international laws. It broke even laws in the States because he didn't receive approval from Congress to do you, this. You need Just that okay. shit. You need consent. I think that that makes it two bushes that don't give a shit about what the rest of the government does. Yeah. They just did it. Let's go do it. Yeah, why not? Come on, you don't want to do this? Turn oh, the yeah. key with me. Come oh, on. Me. Sorry, Texas boys. Yeah. Come on now, you don't want to do this? Yeah, so you would think with all this carbon bombing, you'd be like, oh, well, he killed Nor- Noriega. But they just captured him alive and prosecuted him in the U.S. and charged him with drug trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they made Whoops. him eat pudding. Oh, they put him in white-collar prison. Oh. 
He had to like make friends with the guards that, so he can get ramen packets. Boo. That seems. You know that he watched Regis Philburn and Cappy Lee. Yeah. That they seems gave him a color TV. Criminally inefficient to soften a bad guy up with a carpet bombing and then put zip ties on him. It's yeah. like catching a Pokemon almost. Yeah. <laughs> like a, it's it's almost like catching an Articuno. Ah! There's all three. Damn it, man. Ah. Oh. So, 14 months later, we're talking the Gulf War. Hey. Right. Good stuff. This is what George Bush's presidency was known for. George Bush brought the U.S. into the Persian Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Might be known as the Desert Storm. Cool. Sexy yeah. name. That's a cool name. No birds, but still sexy. Black Hawk Down, man. That's a bird. This was the first. <laughs> that's a bird. Black Hawk Down was the wrong war, Mike. That's, that's Desert Storm. It's a bird. No, Black Hawk Down was... Uh, Desert Storm. Was that Desert Storm? I never even saw the movie. So I think that I was, I think that was the other Bush. No, it was... No, was that Clinton, sure if anything? Early ni- had uh, Faith No More in the movie. Like Patton? <laughs> I don't know. Faith maybe you're right. <laughs> Starring Faith No More. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Desert Storm or the Persian Gulf was the first time that we bombed the shit out of the Middle East, basically. But why did we do that? To warm up? Or oil. Well, yeah. The straight answer is Saddam Hussein, the despotic dictator, crossed the border into Kuwait over a dispute about an oil pipeline that crossed into his country. Right. And Similar they- to the, how the Native Americans were doing just like last year. But don't worry about them. <laughs> like I said earlier, no one gives a shit about them. And Iraq invaded uh, Kuwait and Saddam massacred a whole bunch of people. Uh, and his own people. And it was time for Team America to come in, kick ass, fucking H Dub, drag the troops in the Middle East. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go America. kill some fucking Middle Eastern folk. Yeah. Steamroll. But when you look at the actual reasons why we entered, shit gets a little bit fishy. All right, I like right. fish. Let's go. You mentioned oil. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. But first off, Saddam. Was another one of those big dictators that were propped up by the CIA. Oh, oh. what a shock! This. Whoa, do you see a trend running here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bush, uh, throughout the seventies and eighties, there was a war. The Iran Iraq war was going on, and Bu- and Saddam was our little puppet. We, you know, w- regardless of all his craziness, Bush and the CIA supported him because he was our. Control. He was our closer too. Yeah. Right. Wasn't communist. He was fucking crazy right wing. Yes. <laughs> so the U.S. actually funneled five billion dollars through the black market to Saddam Hussein. Nice. So he could buy state of the art rep- weapons, including chemical weapons that he used to genocide the Kurds. Those weapons were actually manufactured in the U.S. Some of them were sold from supply caches that we had from World War One. Which had just been stored because the world said, like, so chemical weapons aren't cool. Right. Let's just keep them somewhere. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So all the shit, the reason the UN was formed mm-hmm. was after World War One. Right. It was just like, let's not use these types. And then we're over here, like, agree. Yeah. But then also, let's keep them in storage. Well, and Saddam didn't just buy them from just us. They bought them from France. They bought them from a lot of European countries as well yeah so they're all fucked none of your governments care about you all your governments hate you the ironic thing is that those weapons that saddam bought not the chemical ones but like the state of the art 80s 
late 80s, early 90s weapons. Like stingers, I think. Were the same weapons that were used on our troops during the Gulf War and also the a decade later in the Iraq War. Was it worth it, boys? The weapons of mass destruction? No, not no, the weapons not, of mass yeah. destruction, but like the no. AKs and the, uh, yeah, you know. Lower destruction. Yeah. Not the RPGs, mass. stingers, you said. Weapons of itty-bitty destruction. Yeah. Months before Saddam crossed the border into Kuwait, he approached the U.S. ambassador who speaks for George Bush. Okay. All right. And he basically asked them, you know what? These guys are being dickheads. They're building this pipeline into my territory. Mm-hmm. What would happen if I invaded? Mm. You know, he asked the, straight up the government, like, what, what would happen? And the U.S. ambassador said, the U.S. does not have a position in Arab disputes. Bush wants better relations in the regions and has no opinion on Iraqi border disputes. Okay. okay. So basically what they said to him was like, we don't really care. Sure. Go for it. Right. As a diplomat. We're going to give a shit in six months. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. As a diplomat, you don't say that. Like, we don't care. You say don't, please. Yeah. Oh, man. So there's money to be made here. Right. There's money to be made. Essentially, Bush was like, do you? Yeah. Saddam takes this as a, okay, let's invade. He does. And Bush sends his secretary of defense, Dick Cheney. Hey. Hey, we know that you know scumbag. That, you know that scumbag. I know that fucking baloney peel of a butt cheek. And General <laughs> General good. Colin Powell. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah, he's also suck. To meet with the Saudi 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 and Arabian print king. Ah. Print king. To meet with the Saudi and Arabian king. And they discuss uh the US ent- sending troops to the to the Arab area. To act as a buffer between Saudi Arabia's and uh, and let me take that that line all over again. Sure. And they discuss sending troops to the area to act as a buffer between Saudi Arabia and Saddam's forces. Mm -hmm. During these discussions, they show the king doctored aerial photographs of the Iraqi army amassing troops on the Saudi border. And that was like their main thing of like, hey, we should help you. Hey, you see his little ants? Those are actually people. Yeah. So, okay, so they're coming for you. They're hanging out. There. Are we, they're going to cut your, your grass in half. You don't have a lot of that. Are we talking like, like three of them? Photoshop doctoring or like MS Paint doctoring? MS Paint, dude. That's pretty bad. All the way. Sick though. The I mean, they, spider has seven. Don't, we legs. don't know how this guy's vision was. He may have had that Truman vision. Oh yeah, which was bad. A few weeks later, a Japanese newspaper printed actual satellite imagery of the area. There was no troops, and on top of that, Saddam had no plans of invading Saudi Arabia. He said that he was like, "I don't want to go in there." He has uh, no beef with them. He had the beef with the, the Kuwaitis, the right. Kuwaitis, because they had dug a pipeline into his territory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that whole pretext of like, "Hey, they're going to invade you." Just manufactured by Cheney and wow. the Bush administration. Jeez. Oh, God. All right. So while all this is happening, the Iraqi troops are in Kuwait. And there was this story circulating that the Iraqi troops had broken into a Kuwaiti hospital, slaughtered everyone, uh. including babies that they apparently pulled out of incubators and left to die on the floor. Ooh. Okay. That seems like uh, just Pretty- kick it over. 
pretty. <laughs> so they so did do that. No, Are you trying to save the incubator. Yeah, no, pretty brutal shit. No, I mean, and it's really disturbing. Yeah, and conveniently, there was a 15 year old Kuwaiti girl that was a volunteer at a hospital that survived mm-hmm. and told her testimony with a whole bunch of tears to the press, talking about these Kuwaiti babies. Always helps. Yeah, Kuwaiti babies. The problem was was that this girl was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States and member of the ruling Kuwaiti elite class. That's fishy. And she had witnessed none of it. That's extra fishy. So you're telling me this is made up? Yeah. Actually, the whole event was manufactured by a USPR term called Hill and Knowlton. Oh, I think I've worked for them once. You have? No. You probably did by accident. They teamed up with the Kuwaiti royals and the Bush team to orchestrate a... Propaganda campaign to rally the troop, rally the U.S. public behind the cause. Oh, it's pretty bad. And Congress and George Bush would use this story to rally the people behind the cause. That makes sense. But that's like a fucking terrible lie, right? It's a horrible lie. It's a ruse among ruses. Now, Tom, you mentioned that the real reason behind all this shit was oil. Earl, yeah. Beneath the golden sands of the Middle East lied two-thirds of the world's oil supply I believe Damn. it. beneath them golden sands. So, George Bush and his Zapata Corporation that had already been in Kuwait right. mm. wanted that oil. They want to drink that milkshake? So war was in the best interest of the Bush. What a dumb sentence. Fuck that sentence. There you go. Oil, baby. War was in the best interest. Yeah, dog. So officially, Operation Desert Storm starts in 1991. The U.S. sends 750,000 U.S. troops to the Gulf, um, and the Gulf War was mainly fought uh, over aerial dominance and naval naval bombardment. In fact, the ground invasion only lasted 100 hours Uh. until a ceasefire was called. So if you've seen the movie... Uh, three kings, three kings yeah. they're just hanging out the entire time the troops they're there yeah but like mainly just bombing you know the boats in the i love that movie planes it's fun it's ice cube movie. always wanted to see that one i gotta check it out yeah you do let's do a commentary that's a good idea cody i try so bush's bush's very smart um strategy was this and i quote when i need a little advice about saddam hussein i turn to country music what? Wow. He said that. Dang. <laughs> was Saddam like a huge country fan? No, he just listened to no, America's music. Quite the opposite, Mike. You see, if you're going to wage war on someone, and you don't want to consider their side or be empathetic, you listen to country music. Yeah, It because just dulls it, the humanity right out of you. Exactly. When you have vague statements like pickup trucks and love, which is really cold, just an cold, idea that we can't beer. even fathom... <laughs> You're going to get cold. Hot you're going to lack the empathy. Hot women, cold beer. Hot women and it's cold true. beer. Pickup trucks. That's right. I he, mean, I think they just need to listen to a little bit more Alan Jackson, because then we wouldn't be sending over naval ships. We'd be just sending over jet skis to the Gulf. That's oh, true. That's little sweet. Chattahoochee? Little Chattahoochee. Ooh, Ooh, damn. Right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, country music has its place, but if you're going to war... Maybe just turn off the music. As it's placed yeah, in that dumpster. No, no music. No pump me up music. This is not a college locker room. So. 
So one of the big things they used were things called smart bombs, which were dropped out of planes and would use laser targeting to hit their 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 target. Spliva. But these smart bombs were not that smart, and uh, apparently only forty percent of them or forty percent of them missed their targets. All right, so it's like middle school bombs. Yeah, yeah. D, uh, it's it's C plus bombings. C hey, plus bombs. C's get C's degrees. Get, yep, I was about to say that. Yeah. What was the what was the system we used? What E F G H E F G H satisfactory E. Yeah, Michigan and E on a test. It was E. Yeah, <laughs> no, E was top grade. Yeah. E was oh, the best. It was E G S N E for effort. Right? No, E was for excellence. I e- think excellent, good, satisfactory, not. On one successful targeted strike that actually hit its target. Oh, they hit the earth. Good. It killed 400 civilians hiding in a bomb shelter. Oh, come on. And the U.S. claims that there was military equipment inside, but an investigation through the charred corpses of women and children afterwards found there was none of that shit. They had a Keurig. Oh, one of these guys was going to be a wrestler. No. <laughs> how do you Macho sleep man right here. Night, you know? like, how do you sleep like, like knowing you bomb people and shit like that, you know? As a bush, very easily. It's crazy. You have to be a psychopath. Yeah, you kind of right. want to be in a president situation. Be in control. You kind of shed that empathy before you even go in. Well, I mean, the one thing I do want to say about the whole Gulf War and, like, uh, and this is serious, is, like, you know, the troops that actually served there, like, no one, can, anyone that fucking blames military is a piece of shit. Because, like, those people are doing their job, and it's the upper tier... You know, people like the Bush. It is the military, stuff. but it's not the infantry and shit like that. Well, I, you know, the average troop. It's like yeah. they're not, they're just doing their job. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. They have yeah. marching no, orders. No, we, we need a military. It's, yeah, of it's course. like the, the assholes in suits who's calling how it's used. Exactly. That's, that's, shots that's yeah, where that, the crimes yeah. are. I Those still are see that cockets. as military, but yeah. Yeah, in a way, you're right. But, you but know, like, like the average. For someone troop. who serves, like, yeah. you know, that's whatever. Your you know, hands like, are tied yeah. if you're just in It's there. a job, and it's a shitty job, so fucking hands, <laughs> Good hats benefits. off, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the U.S. at some point decided, fuck smart bombs, and let's just use the old B-52 bombers and carpet bomb the shit out of bomb Baghdad. Knock everything down. Oh, my God. They dropped 90,000 tons of bombs on Iraq, and the U.N., the UN actually said that Iraq was reduced to a near apocalyptic state, uh, pre uh, uh, close to the pre-industrial age. Ah, oh, no uh, backsies. Yeah. Towards the end of the war, military and citizens were retreating out of Baghdad. Bush himself authorizes a huge airstrike on a highway that they were leaving on, killed thousands wow. in a mass slaughter, an event that would later be called the Highway of Death. So people were leaving Baghdad to escape. They're like, we're done. Fuck this shit. And Bush was like, bomb the fuck out of them. Whoa. Wow. That was, yeah. a, that was a retreat path, too. Dick. Well, you did say this episode was going to get dark. Yeah. Very little jokes to be had there. I know. Uh, let's, uh, I'll get through the golf. We're good. We're good. Ooh, <laughs> come on, man. Keep we're tra- going. We're trying to roast a guy, not talk about roasted people. I- <laughs> Ooh. So, I'm lighting the mood here. Yeah. yeah. I love that. No so, jokes here. Trying to lighten the mood. Yeah, the U.S. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to ash the fucking vape, like Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, come on, you! It's hot, Daddy. Yeah, the U.S. pushes the Iraqi army out of the Kuwait. Uh, Bush calls for the Iraqi people to rise up against Saddam, overthrow him. People listen to them after we've moved all of our troops out. 
And the U.S. sits back and watches those people get massacred by Saddam Hussein. No support. Yikes. Um, obviously, we left the area, but we kept a whole bunch of U.S. bases there and secured a whole bunch of oil fields that are still in use today. Now, you wonder why there's these insurgents groups in Iraq nowadays and why. <laughs> They're probably And angry. why they hate America. And it's probably because we bombed the shit out of them and strategically pinpointed infrastructure and water treatment plants, hospitals, bridges, and left them with literally nothing but an insane madman that was Saddam Hussein. This sounds like war crime. I would understand if someone didn't like me for doing even one of those bombings. I would be pissed. I just did the one. Come on. Come on, guys. Buy me a pint. (gasps) Just me. I was at Applebee's the whole time. Just one time. (laughs) Bush was just going for twofers, dude. He's a twofers guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On top of all that, after we left Iraq, Bush imposed some of the toughest economic sanctions on a country in history. No relief could go to this country that had just been bombed the shit out of. Oh. They had no running water, no medicine, like not even fucking Tylenol. Like that that shit was not allowed into their country. You enjoy this for a while. Yeah. yeah. So 200,000 Iraqi citizens died from direct bombings during this war, but it's estimated that a, a million died from destroyed infrastructure and sanctions following the war. Uh Bush terms out the rest of his term. He's not reelected because oh. little Billy Clint shows up. Yeah, Bill, Billy Clint. He's playing Careless Whisper all the way from Arkansas. <laughs> so good. You can just hear it now. He's a sexy sex man. Yeah. He actually trained Hillary how to do it, though, for him. <laughs> while he was out doing dirty things. Um, but before, before, before Bush leaves, you know, Bill Clinton's elected as president. Before Bush leaves he's got a few months before that fucking transfer period right, right. the cia is calling for him to do some pardons right usually those, what happens at the end of a presidency yeah. one of the pardons the cia the people the same people that were like hey we should fucking get these uh dictators in charge we're calling him to pardon keith jackson the dude that that fucking they stuck up for the crack bag. He was still in jail. He 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 was serving a ten year sentence for one Jeez. little bag for selling a baggie of crack outside of fucking Washington D.C. After being lured Jackson, there. you got fucked, man. And on Christmas Eve of nineteen ninety two, before Bush leaves office, Bush pardons six defendants that were facing violations of U.S. international law about the Iran Contra incident. His boys. His boys, while he was serving as VP with Reagan. Okay. Basically, the people that were hiding his shadow war and not fucking Keith Jackson. (gasps) So they walk. So these dudes that were part of this fucking shady shit walk. Mm, And this guy who is a victim of shady shit and shady circumstance stays in jail for another 10 years. Damn. Fuck this guy. If that doesn't make you sick, well... Apparently, it made Bush real fucking sick. What are we talking about? So one of his final acts, a few days before leaving office, was at a banquet with the Prime Minister of Japan. He had been playing some very vigorous matches of tennis with the Emperor and the Crown Prince of Japan all day. Mm -hmm. All day matches. Japanese love tennis. Vigorous. Ooh! Yeah. Yeah. Mario Tennis. Waluigi's there. 
Every time. So eh. lanky. <laughs> and they're eating that sush during this banquet. Bush leans over into the prime minister's lap. Oh, okay. I think we're getting a little frisky right now. Yeah, dude. Bush pukes all over his dick. Oh, my God. Oh, so terrible. Pants on, but puke on the dick. Just, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you felt what? the warmth of presidential vomit. Oh. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Yeah. What, what was he like? Have I been eating raw fish this whole time? <laughs> Barb, I think these eastern heathens been spoon-feeding me raw fish. It's raw fish. I don't feel good. I'm seeing a Texas flag in front of me. Ooh. Waving back and forth. Remember back the Alamo star. All right. You know what they say? If you're going to throw up, think about beans and dogs. <laughs> oh, she's big. Oh. Yeah, so that was a nice little send-off. Yeah, ambassador. After Bush's presidency. Right. Getting in the post-pres right now. All right, let's lighten the mood again. Yeah. (laughs) It's over. Hey. We're going to... bombings directly from this dude's scrotum. Well, no, he he had an assassination attempt on his life after visiting Kuwait. Oh, fuck. Well, hmm. Yeah. That's uh, expected. Yeah, he was probably... I only killed about 400,000 of you. Yeah. Can one s- shot. You get one shot. Yeah. Can you imagine he's, like, at a dunk booth, but, like, there's grenades out? <laughs> <laughs> so he was there probably checking in those benefits that he made from his oil connections. Oh, lovely. Yep. And some Iraqis rigged up a car bomb, uh, but the Secret Service had disarmed it in time. Did they take the same car? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's fine now. Yeah, it's probably, like, a... Toyota Corolla. Yeah, jeez. Fucking roll out of here. Yeah, get out of here. It doesn't need oil. President Clinton responds with a more bombings of Baghdad. How dare Just, you did that? Jeez. Yeah. And like always, probably the guy who rigged the damn car bomb up was nowhere in the area. Yeah, probably. Just yeah. kind of bombed the zone. Whoops. Also, yeah. very hard to defuse bombs as they're falling on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much harder that way. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, George Bush farts around politics. He endorses a bunch of people here and there. Eventually, his son, George W. Bush... I know him. ...would run in 2000 election. Wow. Wow. And if you remember that fiasco in 2000... So long ago. uh, The whole shit with Florida. Florida. Well, I mean, the Supreme Court stepped in in that decision... And uh, decided there shouldn't be a recount in Florida. Essentially handing Bush the presidency. Yep. Okay. And now the Supreme Court was loaded with appointed judges that his old poppy, H.W., had put in the Supreme Court. We don't even like Al Gore anyway. He looks like an eagle. (laughs) He won the popular vote. Squaw. Look at the earth. It's all hot. Yeah. I mean, it also helped, helped that Jeb was... His brother, Jeb Bush, was uh, the governor of Florida at the time. Uh, But anyway, George W.'s (laughs) cabinet was filled with most of the people that were associated with his father. I wonder why. Dick Cheney, we mentioned him before, Secretary of Defense. Great guy. For H.W. Real smart. Yeah, he became uh, George Bush Jr.'s VP. Rumsfeld was there. Colin Powell was there. And the Iraq War started in the early 2000s. And much of that was just a way of finishing off what his poppy had started. It's basically like when you get a milkshake at a diner and then they give you the little metal thing after the presentation part. I love that. 
Yeah, well, yeah. You know, they gave you right. the Iraqi war was just a little bit extra in a metal tin that didn't look so nice. Yeah, or like George Lucas trying to do the prequels. Yeah, that so didn't like look he, so nice either. Yeah, no, like fucking, uh, like, oh, we're going to do like the original Star Wars. Great. Now let's do like the beginning of it. And it's terrible. Jar Jar Binks is involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also on that note, I'm tired of Star Wars. Throw yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm done We don't need it anymore. Porgs. Come on. VP Cheney played a lot of VP Cheney played a lot of the same warmongering lines that he did in the golf war. WMDs, Halliburton papers, yellow cake. But I'm not going to get into all that shit because that's a story for a different day. All right, we're going to also jump on Dick Cheney as soon as that dude rolls over. We're going to jump on some dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to slob all over that dick. Oh jeez. George Bush Senior. And his wife, uh, Barbara, had suffered from Graves' disease, oh, uh, which is a thyroid condition, if you don't know what They that both is. had it? They both had it. What, oh. from making out too much? Because that contagious? Yeah, probably. Like, that neck? Uh, I'm sucking on that weird puss. It's oh. old. Yeah. Come on, Barbara. Let me see that. <laughs> I can imagine Barbara saying that for some reason. Let me see Ugh. that labia lanyard you got for me, Barbara. She also popped out like fucking six children, so you know it was extra long. Yeah, well... At least you know, she was good for it. <laughs> uh, Bush actually found out he had Graves' disease in 1991 while he was president. Oh. So, oh, yeah. all right. Well, he's fine then. Yeah. Uh, Bush Sr. was actually the longest living president to date, living to 94 years old. He beat Gerald Ford by a year. Huh. Fuck you, Gerald. What's uh, done, Gerald? How's Jimmy Carter doing? 92 now? I think he's, yeah. All right, all right. So now when you live to the age of 92, your body is just like, fuck all this shit. Give me all the diseases. You know what I mean? It's hungry for them. Yeah. Just give me them all. I don't care. What is that, menopause? Keep it on. (laughs) (laughs) So Bush, later in life, uh, picked up vascular Parkinson's disease. Oh. Which uh, put him in a motorized scooter from the year 2012 onwards. So he's living that rascal life. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's Jeez. fucking floating around. Was that six and a and half his, horsepower? And his teeth got all fucking weird. He's like... Hur, hur, hur. Now, yes. finally, on November 30th, 2018, the year of our Lord. That's my birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cody. George Bush is dead. That's what I got you for your birthday. George Bush in a box. George Bush died probably, we don't really know exactly the details. He might have died from an earlier complication from a blood infection they had earlier in the I'm year. I'm saying it's the crack cocaine from the 80s. Yeah. He was only touching it. Wait, hold on. I'm coming back to your birthday here. I just missed this joke. A lot of people appreciate dead presidents on their birthday. Oh! You know dead presidents. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Stress. Cody, we going to strip club? Everyone wants scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin was not a president. Wow, the latest joke. The latest. You guys are you. You guys are good friends for. I witnessed to that it. at it all. Was here. Yeah. Oh, I know because I've been to strip clubs with both of you, and we have <laughs> not thrown. Uh, well, we've thrown some dead presidents, but not the important ones. Not the not the ones that aren't presidents. We like threw Benjamin the first Franklin. one. We threw the first one <laughs> the a first bunch one. of times. Yeah, that's just the so first. It one. was always our first. Yeah. Wooden teeth. I'm putting so, this in your panties. So that is George H. W. Bush. Rest in pieces. He's yeah. dead. Uh, and yeah, I didn't touch any of the good things he did because this is a roast mortem podcast. It's roast mortem, yeah. 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 Everyone does Fuck some good it. things. 
know, if you want to know people. what he did good, just turn re- on the news, rewatch his eulogy. Yeah, yeah. Th- they do that for you. They don't do what we're doing. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. Worst eulogizing. Fresh boy, Travis. Eulogins. So, with the death of George H. W. Bush, mm-hmm. I would like to recommend you guys listen to Che Guevara. Hey, you thought I was gonna say. Fucking Andrew Jackson, Andrew another Jackson, president. another president, crazy che, one. Che, but I'm gonna say Che because it's guerrilla warfare. It's the Cold War. Listen to that boy. That was boy. a fun episode that we did. Yeah, the shirt guy. Another episode about how hippies are idiots in its own way. <laughs> Without poetry, that one. Yeah. Yeah, no poetry. God damn it. What you guys think about George Dub? Darker yeah. than I H-dub. thought. Dub. Much yeah. darker than I thought. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought yeah. he was like a kind old man, kind of. That's I mean, he, he got like that. there. Old men, in general, look pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. know, they get to a certain age, you're just like, look at that fucking dude. Looking. His yeah. voice is look so that, harmless. Look at that fucking dude. The, like, get off my lawn. You're like, oh, that guy's still cute. He's like, up. Right. He might have a little Asian boy that he keeps in his backyard. Don't forget about the dog. <laughs> but no, H-Dub is like, I got some wisdom in fucking death squads. Good yeah. stuff. Fucking throwing it His out. His voice is so like harmless too. It's like you would never. He's a nerd. You can push him over. You can you can throw a post at him and he especially drop down the stairs. In his rascal wheelchair days, Tom, you yeah. could easily push him over. Yeah, Absolutely, he, he would ask for a push. He if mean... his battery died. All right, so that is George H. W. Bush. Lovely. Suck on Fuck him. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. I think they'll they'll be the uh, anyone political we do here. Fuck them. Yeah, I don't I, give a shit of your fucking Republican, your Democrat. Everyone is a fucking piece of shit. That's right. Politics don't matter at the end of the day. It's all an inside <laughs> yeah. scheme. You're all pawns in the in the but, end. They're all oh, trying thanks, to sell thanks, you fucking, Taco Bell. Thanks, fucking alien guy over there. <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt steel <gasps> beams. Alien. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Rose Morton Podcast. You can follow that. me on Twitter, Tom, at Sauched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. I, Travis, you can follow me at T-R-A-V-I-S-L-E-G-I-O-N at Instagram and Twitter. I am Cody McCann. <clears throat> you can follow me on Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. And I'm Mike, and I'm going off the grid because I said some bad stuff about the government, and I feel like they're watching me now. <laughs> so <laughs> They already got your number, dude. They oh, got yeah. you. They love you for it. They're holding your baby bill package like a pile of baby bills. <laughs> exactly. Oh, There's a claymore propped up on your toilet tank waiting for you right well. now. <laughs> and you can follow us collectively at Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or you can even shoot us an email at the Gmail spot. Thank you, Shane, for listening. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Oh, and I'm oh. proud to be an American, American where at least, least I, I thank you, Shane. And I won't forget the man who died who thank you, Shane, for me. And I gladly stand up next to thank you and chill with my dogs at time. To the microphone, it was a yawn. yeah, Thanks. but it was yeah, a good okay. yeah. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, bring bring it back. Bring, Maybe I'll cut that out. Make yawn sexy. Maybe I won't. <laughs>
Maybe I won't cut the. It's late at night, everyone. Here, let, yeah. me, let me squelch a goatsy into the microphone. Maybe maybe people will like that too. Hey, mine's a little more relatable. A nice yawn and a gray. Everyone's done it. Okay, yeah. you, just, you had a face goatsy is all. Hold on, I was gonna get political. I don't really want to. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking it back, Tom. <laughs> you you smart, wise, beautiful man. Let me let me let me kiss you. <clears throat> so many vapes going on right now. Dude, there's vaping. Are you vaping over there? Yeah, I'm smoking on a douche flute. Ah, <laughs> oh, douche flute. Smuggling up Dang on that clouds. douche flute. <laughs> let, let me play the song of my people. You want to see what I got in the back of this pickup truck? Dude, it's a shit ton of douche flute. <laughs> I put flame patterns on my bed lining. Mike, can you fucking hit those clouds, bro? Can you hit me in the clouds, bro? 